I'm Wanda Olubala, and this is my podcast, That Social Work Lady. Let's build community. I have nearly three decades of experience in social work. I've only worked in urban centers. The primary focus of my practice is children and their families. I invest in children. I help create environments where children are seen, heard, nurtured, cherished, and safe to explore both their internal and external worlds. I am dedicated to helping adults repair and strengthen their primary relationships in such a way that they bring up competent, healthy, successful families where positive self-esteem and self-concept are the norm. Individuals and families make community. So when I say to you, let's build community, I'm speaking to the inherent human desire to belong. Here is where you belong. Thank you for being a part of my community. Let's build. Today, I want to talk about cancel culture and how canceling everything really cancels you. There are so many of us, um, and we see this on all social media. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's on Snapchat. There are TikTok videos. Um, people have entire rooms on the new uh, platform that just came out. Um, and all they want to talk about is how you have to cancel and, um, and eliminate folks from your life. It's almost as though people are living their entire lives tainted by an onslaught of no good people that were sent by the devil to help derail your plans for greatness. And I want to challenge that. Um, I really want to challenge that. Perhaps instead of taking your microscope to find the fault in others so they can be deemed unworthy of your presence, you could take some time reflecting on who you are and who you want to be. Constantly checking others for their faults seems more like a character flaw in you than it is really about them. Perhaps it's time for you to take a step back and redo you. After all, when it's all said and done, the only one you're really working this life with is yourself. And if you keep finding yourself in circumstances where you feel betrayed or mistreated, it's past time for you to take the time to sort through your stuff. So when we're thinking about cancel culture, and, we, and I see this all the time, and it's not, it's not just generational, right? Because I've seen people who are millennials um, delve into cancel culture. My son is, I guess, what they call a Zoomer, so he's Generation Z. And he and his friends talk about somebody being canceled. And I even hear my mother, who's deeply immersed in baby boomer lifestyle, um, talking about, well, they canceled. We canceling them. And then, of course, uh, those middle-aged members of our society, Gen X now, are also about this cancel culture. I, I don't know where, where this came from. I don't know where it is immersed in, other than the fact that I know that our society has become so... Um, stratified around politics and religion and belief systems. So maybe that's it. And then maybe it's also somewhere somehow connected to this idea that you have to 
um, release things in order to be great. I, I, I just, I don't know where the, where this began, but I do know that the root of it, the heart of it is about trust. The reality is, is that if you are constantly finding yourself surrounded by people who do not constantly celebrate and congratulate you, that doesn't mean that they, they have to be canceled, right? Because everyone that's in your circle is not going to celebrate and congratulate you on every single thing that you do. You got a new car. That's a win. That's great. But then do you have to have a celebratory event because you got a new car? You left a job. Okay, you're making moves. Does that require a celebratory event? Do people have to stop what they're doing in order to acknowledge the new change and adjustments that you're making in your life? Where is it or how is it that we have become a society where folks constantly have to have reinforcement? You constantly have to have um, approval in order to feel as though the thing that you are doing is valid, is concrete. So when we're, you're talking about, so when, so, so when we're talking about canceling folks and we're talking about um, moving on and, and releasing all these individuals that are in your life and, and people do this on a regular basis. Um, and I understand the need to release and let go of toxic relationships and, and toxic connections and even to, to leave jobs that, that no longer fit you. That makes sense, right? But when your only move and your, your solid move is always about, well, I can let them go, I can release them, we really got to start thinking about them. What is, what's, what's really happening with you? What is your, uh, what's your trauma that has you immersed in a situation where no matter who you're around, you feel like they're always on the cusp of getting cut? Because that's, that's about you. If everyone who you're surrounding yourself with has to constantly be auditioning for your approval in your sake, and you're constantly taking up tallies around who was there for you for which situation and circumstance, you're not really being a part of community. You have not uh, allowed yourself to be a true friend, to be a true mother or brother or cousin or daughter or son or nephew or niece. Your connections that you are making are tenuous. You haven't opened yourself up in your heart to anyone if everyone is always subject to the possibility of getting cut. That's about you. That's not about them. 
That's not about what people have done to you. That's not about what people have done to somebody that you've seen. That's about you. And the fact that what you're really saying to the world and society is that I don't trust myself to make the choice that is going to help me move forward in my life. I don't trust myself. I don't believe that I'm capable of picking people, circumstances, and situations that will better me and help me move to my next level. When you're canceling other people, the person that you're really canceling is you. When you look out on your circle of friends and family, when you look out on the community that you have built, the village that you've created, you're looking in a mirror. So if everyone that you're surrounding yourself with is negative, And all they do is talk bad about people. You know, they just want to sit around and have pity parties and and talk about how, you know, everybody ain't no good. And and every person that they've ever come in contact with, ain't did nothing but treated them wrong. That's a reflection of you. Right. So when you start canceling them and dropping those friendships, you dropping off pieces of yourself. But if you're not going to then heal and address that part of yourself, it's just going to come back. It's going to come back. Let's say, for example, you have a friend named Sadie. And you and Sadie grew up with each other, right? And y'all have known each other now for going on 20 years. And you know that every time that you and Sadie get together, it's going to be some kind of argument because Sadie is going to ask to do one thing and you're going to want to do something else and y'all going to fall out. But that's still your friend because y'all got this longevity, right? And then eventually you just say, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm tired of arguing with Sadie. I don't want to hang out with her no more. She can't be my friend. I'm just going to end this relationship, right? So then you drop the relationship with Sadie and then you meet Marcus. And so you and Marcus then start to be friends, right? But it's the same scenario. It's the same situation. So even though it can come in a different form, instead of you and Marcus arguing over what you're going to do, the argument can be over a different power issue, like how you do stuff. Maybe every time you come out of the house, Marcus is just like, that's what you're wearing. Right. And you just feel like no matter what you do, when you and Marcus are together, this particular person makes you feel like you should be doing something more. So then you like, you know what? I don't need that energy in my life. I'm a drop Marcus. So now you've dropped Sadie and you've dropped Marcus. So they're no longer your friends. You don't really mess with them like that. Right. So then you move on, you're moving on with your life and you start to think, well, I really, you know, I done had this bad situation with Sadie. She was my friend and I had this bad situation with Marcus. He was my friend. And so I had to drop them. But I need to I need to. I don't have no friends now. I'm frustrated. I'm lonely, but I've been hurt and burned too much. So I don't really want to put myself out there to be friends with anybody again. You cancel Sadie and you cancel Marcus, but you haven't addressed what that dynamic was in those relationships that felt so unhealthy, that hurt you. 
So now you lonely and you bitter. And you're about to trap yourself into a cycle of depression that you might not be able to get out of. So what do you really need to do? You got to heal, boo. You got to heal. Because if you're constantly in a situation like you were with Marcus and with Sadie, right? And it's the same scenario where you're feeling like you are being put down and challenged in ways that confront the core of who you are. That's not about them. That's about something that you've allowed. So we got to start talking about self-talk, right? What are you saying in your own mind and in your own heart to yourself? Do you question your choices? Are you stressed about the way you look? Do you think that how you present in the world isn't good enough? Because I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The people that you surround yourself with are only a reflection of what you ultimately believe about yourself. The things that people say to you echo the things that you say to yourself. And we're not even talking about this um, subconscious level in your dreams I'm talking about the stuff that you say to yourself when you wake up in the morning, when you're driving, when you're getting ready to eat, or if you're snacking, or if you skipped your exercise one day. All the things that you put into yourself become a reflection of you in the world that you exist in. So if you are full of doubt and self-hatred and anxiety and regret. If you are struggling with controlling yourself and managing your own emotions and impulses, the world around you is only going to give that back to you. The world that you create outside of you can only reflect the you that you are building. So if the you that you are building is a hot mess, then that's what your circle is going to be. You can try to infiltrate a circle that's everything that you want, right? That is a reflection of who you want to be. But as long as you are not working on your core issues and what's happening in you, you will feel like a fraud in that circle. And even though those individuals will accept you and love on you, there'll be still some part of you that feels unworthy. So you have to do the work. Stop canceling people in your life. If you need to end a toxic relationship that is abusive emotionally, spiritually, physically, 
or financially, that's separate. That's a different topic. That's a different episode. But I'm telling you, as that social work lady, the truth behind all of this, oh, I ain't going to put up with that. And you better sit down and stop talking to me crazy. Those discussions, those debates, that posture that you take on your social media platforms, that is not about those other people. That is about you and the fact that you have accepted something in yourself that doesn't align with the you that you want to present to the world. The words that people throw at you just don't have power if it doesn't resonate within you. I'll give you an example from my own life. So, One time I had, um, I was out with some friends and I have lots of friends of different uh, backgrounds. Um, So I was out hanging with some friends and we were at a, uh, it was a rock concert. So uh, like it was a long time ago. It was Pink Floyd and it was a light show. It was a really cool show and I was enjoying myself. And I happened to uh, bump into this person And um, when I was dancing, we were out there and just having a good time. And so we were dancing and I bumped into this person and they spilled um, their drink on them. And um, the dude looked at me and he said, you know, um, it was a guy that I bumped into. And he said, you, you cunt. He called me a cunt. And so, and I was like. I don't even know what that means. Right. So I didn't know what it meant. So my friend was there and my friend got really upset and angry and they were going to fight over this word. Cause this guy had called me a C U N T uh cunt. And, um, and that word literally, it has no meaning. He could have called me a piece of bread. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known that it was supposed to be an insult. Right. It did not resonate with me. So I did not get angry because I was just like, what did you call me? What is that? You know, so I'm standing there laughing because culturally that has no significance for me. And even though this 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 person who who called me that and was like very angry and, you know, you know, red in the face and everything. And I'm standing there. I am laughing. I'm I'm telling you, all I was laughing my ass off because this dude is is standing there. He's he's smelling like this drink that he had also is all over him because I done bumped into him he's red in the face and he's he's yelling this word that has zero meaning for me so I'm just it was funny to me so I'm laughing and then the friend that I was there with jumps up and over me and just like you're not gonna call her that that's so effing disrespectful and so they getting ready to fight and I was just like well what did he say because I, I I didn't know. I didn't have a reference for it. I hadn't heard that word before that particular time. So we leave the um the scene and um and we're headed to the car. My friend was just like, I can't believe that. I can't effing believe that. Well, we got we got asked to leave because um, you know, it was a fight. So we we leave out the the concert venue and we're headed to the car. Um, my friend is still really angry and upset that this the situation has happened. He's like, we need to find where this where this guy. You know, let's stand here and wait for him, and we're gonna jump him when he comes. I was like, I don't want to jump him. I don't have I don't have another thought about it. And so and my friend was like, well, you're not mad. I was like, what am I mad about? Well, he called you he called you that horrible word, and I was like. I don't even know what that means. 
I don't even know what it means. So if I don't know what it means, how can it hurt me? How can it upset me? How can it have any power or control over me? Like, I'm ready. We can just go on and get something to eat or we can go home or whatever, you know, or go to this next venue because I, I, he's not another thought in my mind. So I tell you that story to tell you that the only reason you are shooketh when people say things to you that don't align with who you want to be is because you have meaning to those things. You have taken those words to heart. So if somebody is calling you fat or sloppy or lazy, you have assigned a meaning to that. You have taken that to heart. You have begun to believe that is a part of who you are. Because if you believe it, it resonates. When someone doesn't show up for you in the way that you are expecting them to show up for you, that's a conversation that you can have with that individual. And if they are someone who consistently doesn't show up for you in the way that they show up for you, then there might be time for you to then alter your expectation for that relationship. That doesn't mean that you cancel that person, but you do need to shift what you expect from them. You see what I'm saying? This isn't, you don't, you don't cancel and eliminate individuals from your life because that energy, that pathway remains. So you can drop Marcus, you can drop Sadie, but LaShawn is going to come into your life and LaShawn going to bring that same energy because you haven't fixed what was challenging within you. It's not about LaShawn. It's not about Marcus. It's not about Sadie. It's not about the Republicans, America. It's what's broken in us. It's what's resonating within us. It's not even that, you know, people are so angry and upset with the things that Donald Trump does. Right. But the reality is. He only does what he is allowed to do. He only has the power that he has been granted. The truth behind the matter is is that the Republican Party and Donald Trump are showing the world what black people And other people of color have always known about America. It resonates because their behavior is true. It goes to the core and to the heart of who and what this country is. So we can cancel them, right? As a culture, as a country, we can cancel the Republicans. We can cancel Donald Trump. We can tell them to go away, right? But that won't hide or eliminate our racist past. It won't hide or eliminate the fact that we are a patriarchal system. It won't hide or eliminate those things. It won't hide or eliminate the fact that we are capitalists. 
and we assign wealth and, and worth to every single thing. It won't change anything. It just means that those groups are canceled, right? That they don't get a mic, but they still talking. Sadie's still talking. Mark is still talking. The figurative, they talking inside. That's your, that's your self-talk. Some people have canceled their mamas, but that's your self-talk. You didn't change how you talking to yourself. You just changed who you talking to. And as long as you don't, as long as you don't do the work and change how you're talking to yourself, as long as you don't do the work and heal those parts of yourself that feel defeated and out of control, it won't matter who you cancel. I'm Wanda Olubala. This is my podcast, That Social Work Lady. Thank you for building community with me.